taps me on the shoulder and he goes, what the hell is on your hat? Uh, so I start showing it to him and, you know, there's interested and then there's it, like this guy, was, he took it off. He was taking a real deep look at it and said, you know, hey, sorry, man, I'd give you one uh, if I could. I just got cleaned out on the way up. But uh, why don't you write down your info for me and I'll get you one in the mail. Shake his hand. Um, you know, he, he walks off and take a look at his card and it ended up being the CEO of Orvis at the time. That was Scott Wilday with a random Orvis encounter during the early days of Lid Rig, the go-to fly fishing accessories podcast today on the Wet Fly Swing Show. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. Hey, how's it going today? Thanks for stopping by the Fly Fishing Show. Uh, please uh, leave a rating and review if you get a chance. You can head over to wetflyswing.com love if you've been enjoying this show. Uh, over the years or recently, uh, that'd be great. And I want to thank you in advance if you've left a review. Scott Wilday shares another classic Fly Fishing Founders episode today. We find out how Scott was able to turn his passion into a full-time business selling nippers, where he's taking the company next, and how he lost his rod vault while his Jeep was stolen. It was stolen. He tells this story. So um, the rod vault, we've got another rod vault sighting. Before we get started, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. In today's world of mass-produced products, Stonefly Nets has reclaimed the tradition of handcrafted care with their custom wood landing nets. Stonefly's goal is to create a unique custom classic wood net that are second to none in quality and can be customized for that little extra touch. Please head over to wetflyswing.com stonefly to get your custom net today. That's wetflyswing.com stonefly to get started right now. So, without further ado, here is Scott Wilde from LidRig.com. How's it going, Scott? Hey, Dave. How we doing? How Good. Belated fourth. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, we're uh, a couple days after it was. Uh, our, our stuff was kind of canceled where we were at. How, how was it where you were? Was it back to normal? Oh yeah, we yeah. had uh, we had the arsenal out. Nice. So, you know, yeah. We're we're out of Denver, but if you drive you know, a couple hour and a half, two hours up into uh, Wyoming, you can pick up the good stuff. Oh, so, that's cool. There you go. Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. We're heading to, uh, we're heading to the Cody Wyoming air, uh, range in uh, a couple weeks. So haven't, uh, okay. yeah, I haven't spent a ton of time out there. So it'll be, uh, yeah, maybe I have to pick your brain about some fishing here. Uh, <laughs> if, if we have time, uh, you know, as far as where to go, it you, sounds you, like, you yeah. probably want a good fish. I, I, I'll introduce you to some good fish. Oh, good. So, good. Yeah. 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 Right, there you go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, cool, man. Well, this is, uh, this is gonna be fun. We, I'm not sure where we first connected, but, um, you know, I, have been using your, your product, uh, the nippers, we're going to dig into that, but you know, maybe a little bit on fly fishing accessories to help somebody understand what's out there. Your product is obviously, you know, newer than, you know, some of the other stuff maybe. Well, I mean, I've been using a number of different nippers over the years and we're going to talk about why yours are better than say a fingernail clippers, which I've used in the past. And it's kind of funny, but, um, before we get there, let's talk about how you first got into fly fishing. Yeah, sure. Looking, uh, looking forward to covering it all, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting just because I'm relatively new to the fly fishing space. So I grew up fishing, uh, living on a lake out here in Denver. So I've always been around it, but, uh, I'm the oldest. I've got two younger brothers. The middle brother is a huge fly fisherman. So he's been, or was trying to get me in, into fly fishing. And I, it just, it's kind of like golf, right? When you first start, it's pretty frustrating, especially when the guy right next to you is yanking out fish and you're, you're tangled all the time. Yeah. So, uh, and it happens to be your younger brother. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't help, but, uh, you know, um, it really probably got into it heavily, uh, the past six years, I'd say. And, um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of that stemmed from, uh, I actually had a healthcare tech company that, uh, I, I sold and was kind of looking for, you know, my next project and, um, looking at industries in general, you know, what can I be passionate about and what do I like to do, enjoy to do, enjoy doing, um, you know, and it was golf and fishing and, uh, here we are today. So, um, now it's, it's just a, a massive part of my life and, and, 
you know, I'm so thankful that uh, I've actually been able to focus on littering full time for the past couple months now. And, and uh, yeah, meeting a lot of cool fishermen, getting on some interesting new waters around the country. And yeah, it's been a blast. That's amazing. Yeah, this is, uh, I think, you know, and I, I love that you said, uh, you know, full time here, because I think that's pretty amazing right there. The fact that, you know, we're, and I'm sure you're into other things you have going and plans and things, but, you know, literally a nipper, right? We're talking about and going full time because we've talked about that a number of times. And, oh, I'm trying to think the last person we had on uh, that was talking about that because there's some people that are able to do that and some people that, that struggle with it. And we actually had, I had a listener who just reached out to me. He had a question about just getting into the industry. So I hope to touch on that for, uh, that's uh, I think that was Skylar uh, on Instagram had that question. Um, because I think it is a, a big pain point, right? How do you, you know, there, it's, it's a struggle for some people to, to make a, you know, a full-time thing out of it. Um, but you've done it. So I want to dig into that and unpack that. But before we get there, just talk about, you know, first describe the literature. So, so somebody who's new to it, and we're talking about nippers, uh, maybe talk about how this thing's different than just your, your basic like nail clipper. Sure. Actually, I might keep you on your toes a little bit. Uh, yeah. And, and now that you, as I sent you one, you, you've had a chance to test it out. Yeah. So, you know, going from fingernail clippers to, to a lid rig, you know, just from a consumer standpoint, I'm, I'm curious, what, what do you think is different? Totally. That, I'm glad you, I'm glad you switched that around because I think, you know, and like I said, I have used everything. I mean, I've got, um, I think I've got some, uh, some loon, um, which kind of look like yours a little bit, you know, they're, they're kind of that, uh, bigger, uh, bulkier thing, but the, the, well, not bigger, bulkier. I mean, they're, they're compact. Are you calling me big and bulky? <laughs> uh, not bigger, but <laughs> big and bulky compared to my, uh, my fingernail clippers, right? I've got these, you got these, uh, in fact, I'm trying to think I, when I went up to, um, the last time we were up in Canada, I picked from a little store up in Canada on the way up to BC, uh, I picked up a little clipper. It had the Canadian flag on. They were literally fingernail clippers, but they had the Canadian flag on them. And I used those things for years. It was kind of like, but it's so funny because once you grab your thing, you realize it's just, um, I, what's the best word for it? You know, it's easier. It uh, It's more, it just fits your hand better. You know what I mean? It's just easy. It's like, you know, when you have to clip something, a lot of times I'm always like, oh, I got to clip something. But with yours, you're literally like, you kind of enjoy it. You're, you're, it's right there on your hat. It seems like that's more intuitive is probably the word. I think that's the word I would use. Yeah. It's more intuitive. Yeah, I think accessibility, yeah. right? Yeah, it's that's... just easy. The fact that it's right on your hat makes it just – you wouldn't think that would be easier than pulling it from your your lanyard down on your vest or whatever, but for some reason it is. That's the that's the hurdle, uh, you know, from Lidrick's perspective. It's fat and nickel for every time somebody told me I've been using – fingernail clippers for the past 25 years, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I'll give them a lid rig, say, try it out for an hour and let me know if you go back to the fingernail clippers. So, um, you know, I think I'm batting a thousand on that yeah. one, but <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, uh, yeah, I think accessibility is probably, um, what stands out and, and, uh, the original concept, you know, it, it, the clip can go on your hat, yeah, but uh, it can also go on straps. Uh, you can put it on a lanyard as well. And, you know, as uh, things have progressed here, we're, we've got a bunch of new products and, and stuff that, uh, you know, it's really, that, that, that's my focus, right? It's, I fish, I fish lakes, I fish rivers, uh, you know, I float, I do a lot of different types of fishing. And, just having something that's right there and ready. Uh, I mean, cause I would, I'll wear it around town and, uh, you know, you get a lot of questions about it. That's for sure. But <laughs> having something there that kind of fits, will make the products and, and, and they'll fit into your, your fishing lifestyle is how I look at it. Yep. Yeah. And it's basically a, the cool thing about it is, is that it's, uh, I mean, it's a magnetic, I mean, that's how it clips on. It's, it's easily your, you've got a, you know, the, the clipper is magnetic and then you have a metal base that, that, that sits on your hat that it clips to, right? That's kind of the, the main focus. Yeah. So the, the elevator pitch, the, 
magnets are pushing against each other in the nipper body. So there's no springs or anything in the middle, which, you know, tend to, to break or wear out. So uh, that's pretty cool. And then just with that design, uh, exactly, it, it'll magnetically attach to the clip, which is also diamond coated. So you can actually sharpen uh, the nipper blades or hooks as well, knives, that kind of thing. So it, uh, but yeah, I, it, that's been pretty interesting. I mean, and why I flipped the script on you, I, that's, that's my MO. I mean, I'm probably on version 27 at this point of, of the lid rig, you know, so, uh, but it's constantly getting feedback on, on what do you like? What do you not like? You're not going to make everybody happy. Right. But, um, for example, the first version only had magnets on one side and, uh, no lanyard access. And, you know, it's, uh, it's been a learning process to, to get it to where it is today. And, and it's still not done, but, uh, it, it, it's in a great spot and, and people seem to be enjoying it. So, and you, I mean, I know the story is pretty cool how your connections, you connected to, um, I think fish pond early and then you had a connection with Orvis. You've had all these cool things. I think people that have, I guess, kind of like mentors that have helped you, you know, get along. What, what would you attribute the, the fact that you've been able to bring this thing into a full, full time, uh, venture with, I mean, literally we're talking about just nippers, right? I mean, is that your, I mean, you're selling uh, enough units of these things to make this full time. Yeah, that's where it started. Um, but you know, we do have, uh, some other products now, which are, are in that magnetic uh, vein, if you will. So, um, and, and I think, did I send you uh, the new slap bracelet? Yes. And you know, we've been, deal? yeah, but I've been using yeah. that. It, it's definitely, yeah, we talked yeah. a little about that too. Yeah. So things like that, um, some metal, metal stickers, basically that, you know, you can stick to coolers, dashboards, boats, stuff like that. Um, working on a, another really, really cool prototype. Um, you know, I think I've cracked the code. There, there's, there's some products out there, uh, and I don't want to jump the gun on the accessories, uh, side, side of the conversation, but there's like, I'm sure you've seen the, uh, patches, right. Where it's half foam, half magnet. Yeah. It's, and it's like that fridge magnet that never works or <laughs> it, you, you kind of wonder why it's even there. So, uh, basically I think I've cracked that code, um, and have got some really cool stuff in the works that, uh, we're working through some prototypes on right now. Oh, so. cool. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, maybe since you mentioned it, let, let, let's dig into a little bit and we'll, we'll kind of mix in a little lid rig as we go. But as far as accessories, you know, I, I was trying to think, you know, you got somebody coming in here and, and, you know, maybe they're new to, you know, let's take you, right? Let's go back six years when you first got into fly fishing. You, you probably weren't quite sure what you needed for fishing accessories, but I mean, nippers are one of those things. What are the other things? What are the other must have things that are out there? And then we could dig into a little bit more on, you know, some of the, some of the stuff out there. So other than nippers, what, what else do you have on your, and are you using a sling? What are you using for your, for your vest? Yeah. So, well, in, uh, I like fish pond, right? Uh, just give, given the backstory, but uh, yeah, I've got a little sling pack that uh, you know works out great. It's just you know, over the one shoulder. Um, you know, I've had that for years. Uh, I've tried other stuff. I was kind of thinking about switching to a backpack, maybe just because I've kind of been getting into uh, some more serious stuff where you know it requires hikes and alpine lakes and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, a little more storage space in a, a backpack type setup, uh, might help, but, uh, you know, it, that, that thing's tried and true. And, and, uh, you know, I do, uh, I've looked at some Umqua packs as well. Um, and, and I guess this is kind of a, a unique approach if, if you will, but the, being a, a new guy in, in fly fishing, I just saw all these guys with just tremendous amounts of gear, just hanging off of every limb right yeah. around their necks. And it, it's just like, how is that? How do you need that much stuff? You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was my first, my first thought. So you know, I really try to scale it back, um, you know, which is 
also part of the creation of lid rig you know it's kind of the minimalist uh, approach and and the less gear i can have on me the better so yeah 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 no i, I hear you i it's funny i always think i go back to myself when i was you know I, as a little kid getting started my dad had a, a little fly shop and i mean i had everything on that vest i had a teeny this teeny nymph vest i had everything hanging off you could imagine i mean even fly boxes were hanging off you know what i mean it was one of those things yeah. where it was kind of fun to have the gear you know but as you as you get into it you realize it, like it's better to be streamlined and for sure decreasing the stuff hanging from your vest is, is a better thing and so so you mentioned fish pond you mentioned umquad two of the big um you know as far as accessories you know they have the bags um what else do you have on your on your in your if you opened up your bag other than fly boxes and that sort of stuff? What else do you do? You have anything else that's in there that's important for accessories? Yeah, there's a, a cool company out of Colorado as well, uh, Ninja uh, Leader System. Um, they had had reached out. Um, great guys, but uh, you know if, if you're not throwing streamers, you're an infant, and uh, they they have this whole system that. Uh, it's basically a ready-made leader with the indicator already on there and, you know, the tipper ring and different sizes, things like that. Uh, so that's really kind of helped streamline my process. So if when I'm getting rigged up, you know, the, the day before, night before, uh, I've got all my flies ready, locked and loaded, right? So uh, the system makes it super easy to change out you know multiple flies as as the day progresses so um that's been that's been uh, a game changer for me are these leaders that are kind of pre-built or describe what they offer yeah yep they're they're pre-built i think i've got one laying around here but uh yeah no it's developed by a um, a guide a couple guides i think one out of silverthorn one out of Durango. Um, Tyler Boroff, uh, is, he's a, he's a guide fly tire, super nice. Um, definitely follow him on Instagram. He's got some great content, but, uh, yeah, so he kind of vets, uh, vets the product. And, and I think he actually helps, helps build the, the leaders as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, they've got different sizes, you know, I tend to use the, the nine foot um, nine foot length, uh, leader, um, you know, and then drop that off to, uh, to the tippet setup. And, uh, but they do have different sizes as well, you know, small, medium, extra large, as far as the indicator size, uh, and some different colors and stuff. Um, yeah, just if you're in small creeks, big rivers. Gotcha. And that's the, uh, like ninja.com or what, or it probably wouldn't be, what, what is the, uh, nin, N I N J A ninja leader system. Oh, ninja leaders. Okay. Perfect. All right. I'll, cool. So I'll, uh, yeah, I'll put a link to all this stuff we're talking about the show notes so people can take a look at it. And I'm sure there's some videos out there as well. Um, well, and it, and it pairs well with, uh, I got a new tandem fly box, another Colorado company. Um, they, they sent me one to, to take a look at and, uh, great setup. So it's a smaller fly box, but it's got sleeves um, inside that uh, you can detach or change out. So, you know, I'll get everything rigged up. You know, I'll, I'll have my Colorado River sleeve ready to go, you know, change that out with for, for my lake sleeve, that kind of thing. So that's those two together. I'm a believer. <laughs> what's what's the name of the company? Uh, Tandem Fly Boxes. Okay, Tandem Fly. Okay, perfect. So that, and yeah, that makes sense. So that's the that's the fly box end, and um, you know, again, I'm just opening up your your. We're gonna dig through your your pack here. So we, it's it's if you have the fish pond sling. <laughs> what about um? Do you work any of the uh, uh you know pliers or any of that stuff? You know, I've got forceps. Uh, and I, I do have pliers now, um, just purely because I'm, I'm working on some, some various prototypes, but, uh, you know, it's never been, a, a other than forceps, it's never been a huge, um, component for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I, again, I just, I keep it pretty. 
Yeah. Pretty simple. Are, are these forceps like out of your doctor's office or is there a, is there a brand? Yeah. 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 I did, uh, I did grab some loon, uh, loon forceps recently. I haven't used them yet, but yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was time to upgrade. Yep. Yeah. Loon has some, a lot of stuff going too. What about a, uh, what about a net? Yeah. The, I had, had the fish pond short net, uh, and recently, well, I think I lost that or I'm pretty sure my brother probably stole it, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> and we all live on the same street, which is, Oh, cool. So, who, so, so who's the better fisherman now, your brother, your little brother or you? Uh, it depends on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, I, I'd say, uh, my younger brother, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the real deal. Does he still fish more than you? He, well, he he just had another kid, so yeah. that's that that's giving me uh yeah a little little more time on him. Yeah, so I I, I think I'm I'm catching up to him. That's but. right, that's right. Nice, <laughs> nice. All right. So, yeah, but the uh, net wise, the O Pro guys sent me their new. It's like the longer. You know, I'm not going to know the name off the top of my head, but um, yeah, that longer handle has been awesome for me. I, I just hadn't really used one, uh, uh, you know, before, but, you know, off of a boat, off of a, I've got a, a new raft, river raft, raft. It's great off that. Yeah. Great off of pontoon boat. Um, you know, great for waiting as well. So, uh, yeah, that, that Oprah's net is getting the job done for me. There you go. Yeah. So the longer handle and that's, that's, uh, I mean, are you using that too on the just walking, waiting? Yep. Yeah, I'll just and a lot of times I won't even take my pack, you know. So I'll just you know shove that in my in my belt and and uh, stick a couple. The lid rigs actually because it's magnetic, you can stick a couple flies up there. Uh, you know, so I'll stash some up there, or now with this new uh, mag bracelet, you know, stash a couple there and and. Uh, you know, I'm off. So, yep. Just the stuff right in the back and, and it's pretty easy. So, you know, circling back before we get back to lid rig, I want to just, as far as the, you know, again, accessories that the must have, if somebody was starting out brand new, you know, you got to have nippers. So we're going to get your lid rig, you know, we got that. And maybe actually, maybe we don't, right. Maybe if you talk about a first timer, is this, is your product kind of for everybody or do you think of your lid rig, you know, your nippers as for a specific, maybe a, a, somebody who's been in it a little bit longer? Good question. You know, I, I think it's for everybody and you, you know, I'm basing that off of just growing up fishing. Right. And, and you know, the, I've been teaching all these little kids how to fish, uh, recently and, and, you know, they're getting a kick out of it. So, you know, I, I, I do think it's for everybody. Um, and you know, I'm focused currently on, on more of the fly fishing industry or, or space, uh, just because that's what I know and I love, but, you know, I do think conventional fishing, you know, bass fishing, there, there's a big opportunity, business opportunity for Lidrig there as well. But yeah, I mean, teeth right you can cut line with your teeth yeah you yeah, know which true. is free <laughs> free for now until you go to the dentist but uh <laughs> you know it, it's it's a long answer to uh you know i think the lindrig kind of fits into any anybody's fishing needs yeah and i'm just thinking a little more about as we're moving down this so a couple of things we didn't mention i'm curious if you use it all is a uh, a thermometer that's one thing is that something you uh, you have in your in your satchel there you know i i do have one um you know and listening to guys like you um you know i've i've come to realize how crucial uh that actually is on on the water and and the time of day so you know, it's, it's a newer, um, product in, in my arsenal, but, uh, you know, it, it is also part of our, our roadmap here, uh, as far as prototypes and stuff. So, um, you know, I think, I think it is crucial. I just haven't taken advantage of it as much as I should, should have. Yeah. What, what about the, uh, and this is kind of getting bigger, more, 
uh, to the truck. But what about what about the rod vault? Do you have a rod vault on your on your truck? Oh geez, <laughs> I I did. <laughs> did. Did you hear? Did you hear our uh, the episode of the the huge fly fisherman we did? Or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, yeah, I know Ben's not a not a fan of uh, the rod vault, but um, <laughs> you, you know, biased opinion. Um, and I would have agreed with with Ben, but uh, you know, I got introduced to the guys over at Trestle who. We make rod vaults and and phenomenal company uh just salt of the earth people and have loved working with them but they uh sent me one of their their rod vaults and you know i strapped it up to uh i had it for about two weeks on my jeep and uh and then my car got stolen oh wow with the rod vault on it but Damn. it was awesome to have for for the two weeks. <laughs> no kidding. So, so you actually, so you use, yeah, you, you, God, that's crazy. And so, uh, that really sucks, but, um, but you enjoyed it. Yeah. The rod vault was, it was helpful. It was pretty, it made it easier. Yeah. Yeah. And they're pretty, well, at least around here in, in Denver, I mean, you see them everywhere and, and, you know, there's some competitors, right. I, and I, I will say, I, I like, it, it might be a biased opinion, but you know, I like the trestle carrier system because it, it's telescopic. So, oh, wow. yeah. So you could r- rather than have it, you know, sticking way out kind of in your line of sight, uh, like most of them, you could, if you're not fishing, right. And just driving to work or whatever, uh, y- you can collapse it a little bit. So it's out of your line of line of vision. But, um, I thought that was super handy um, when I was using it. Yeah, it sucks, man. How, how did that, uh, I, I had a car stolen a long time ago. How did, how did that feel walking out? Is it just kind of, you walk, walk out <laughs> yeah. the store and it's gone? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, it, it, for, uh, it's more common. Yeah, and I just straight up, I asked the, the cops, I was like, you know, what are the odds of, of me getting this thing back? And they said, well, you know, Jeeps, maybe two weeks, give it two weeks and, and we might find it if it was an f-150 that thing would be in mexico by now and sure enough two weeks on the dot got a call uh car was totaled uh you know the person who who stole it was living out of it and you know dr- drugs everywhere that kind of thing but i went to go check it out so half of the car is missing but in the trunk this was uh around christmas time in the trunk, there was a bunch of boxes somehow pried open the, the back and it, it was like 20 sets of Legos that I'm guessing they probably, probably stole or something. And, you know, so I tell the cop, I was like, yeah, these aren't, these aren't mine. Um, and, and they're like, well, they are now. And, you know, I, I have a three-year-old or he was three, uh, going into Christmas and we were on a big Lego kick. So, uh, you know, lost the car, but knocked off my uh, Christmas shopping. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow! Took the uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of funny. But That's crazy. We're, we're back in business. Got got a new car and back on the road. So no kidding. God, yeah, that, that sucks. Yeah, my my I had my I think I've told this story before, but I back in high school. I had uh, my car, um, I literally was up, I can't remember how this worked, but I was getting car insurance for it. I drove it up and by the time I was in like a few minutes in the car insurance, I walked out and it was gone. And, uh, but yeah, to this day, I still have this fat, this thing with locking my car, you know, because of that. Cause I just, I have, yeah, this, you know what I mean? So, learned, huh? Yeah. It's this weird thing, but, um, but yeah, let's keep it on. I, I got a few more accessories to run by. I'm curious to see if you have this in your, um, in your fish pond bag. So one of them is like a, you mentioned the leader stuff. What about like a, um, like a tip wallet or leader wallet? Do you have any of that stuff? You know, like a, where, where do you keep your stuff? You know, I don't know if you sync tips or any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, just, I don't know. I'd call it the standard setup, you know, just the, uh, tip at spool hanging off the back, nothing crazy. Uh, which it, it, it bugs me, honestly. Um, and is on my radar to uh take a stab at improving um you know and i've i've actually talked to some some companies um 
about some some ideas on on how to improve uh you know what's out there but yeah i mean what what i'm using today is pretty basic just hanging off the back gotcha so you don't have like uh you're not using like uh, different types of uh sink tips that you're interchanging you know for different um i, I guess tra- we're thinking you know with steelhead fishing we're doing a lot of different you know type seven type you know whatever you're, you're using that day you're not using a lot of tips uh, for all the the waters that i've been fishing i mean it's it's pretty much 5x 6x type type stuff standard stuff so what about a light what, what do you use for you know for, for your when you're out there late or early uh you know i don't have i don't have a light you got a headlamp no well just i, I haven't used it for fishing yeah but uh you know camping and stuff but yeah no i I don't really fish at night. There you go. Yeah, no, no fishing. Yep, no, no night fishing in Colorado, right? Uh, you know, I think a lot of that's just because I have a four-year-old and we're in bed by eight thirty. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's right. Nice, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay, cool. And now let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. In today's world of mass-produced products, Stonefly Nets has reclaimed the tradition of handcrafted care with their custom wood landing nets. Stonefly starts the design process by selecting wood for the handle based on a number of key factors including grain pattern and depth, but they don't stop there. This piece of art is accentuated by strips of hardwood that complement and accentuate the handcrafted handle. To be honest, I have never been a huge net guy, mainly because I didn't feel like my uh, old collapsible net was easiest to use and was not easy on the eye if you know what I mean. The Stonefly uh, net not only looks beautiful, but has high-quality netting that is easy on the fish and will last for years to come. Stonefly's goal is to create a unique custom classic wood net that's second to none and can be customized for a little extra touch. For Ethan, the founder of Stonefly Nets, fly fishing has always had a traditional feel going back to fishing the three-weight bamboo rod with his great-grandmother. When Ethan designs a custom net, it's his hope that others will create amazing lasting memories for years to come. Please head over to wetflyswing.com stonefly to get your custom net now. That's wetflyswing.com stonefly, S-T-O-N-E-F-L-Y, to get started right now. Okay, let's get back to the show. Well, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff we could throw on this list, but I, I did want to just take us back because I don't want to miss a few of the things on the lid rig. Um, you know, and, and maybe you could just tell a story about maybe one of those stories, you, you know, I th- know I'll put a link to um, Greg, the insider podcast where you talked about the fish pond and, you know, the influence there. But how, how what do you attribute your success to? You know, is it just hard work, putting the head down and working like, you know, 80 hours a week to, to do this thing? Or, you know, how, how have you been able to, to do this in a few years? Yeah, that's, that's a lot of it, you know, and I, it is hard, right? It's one thing to have the idea. It's a whole different beast to bring it to market. And especially with a a new concept, uh, a new way to do something, you know, it's so from a marketing perspective, um, you know, that that's been interesting. I'll, I'll put it that way. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think, I attribute um, a lot of what the product is today to um, the industry as a whole, but in even social media, you know, when I first was getting going, um, I had a a vet working out of his garage, kind of getting his life back on track. And, you know, I think I made 50 lid rigs um, starting out. And the first two shops I walked into bottom, bought the the prototypes. So, you know, I was kind of thinking, okay, this, this could be something. Um, but that, I, I knew it, what, it could be better. Right. So, um, via Instagram, uh, mainly I went out and found, uh, a bunch of people that know what they're doing around the country. Right. Because I wanted, saltwater feedback i wanted small stream feedback lake feedback um any so there's probably a network of probably 30 anglers uh where you know i sent them i've been sending them prototypes um you know this entire time uh what do you like what do you not like 
you know, don't, don't be bashful. Let me know. Um, and the industry, just people who fish I have found are just incredibly genuine and, and willing to help, um, you know, and, and without their feedback, you know, there, there wouldn't be, the lid rig wouldn't be what it is today. So that's been, been crucial. One of the things I noticed when I talked to you about it, cause you know, you sent me one I used and is the thing that, you know, you've got this magnetic thing on your hat, which sticks really well. It doesn't move. It's good. Um, but I was at the first, I was kind of like, how do you avoid losing it? Right. You're sitting there, you're in the middle of saying a deep run. You, you're, if you drop it, it sinks to the bottom. And, uh, and your advice was just like, you know, act like it's your, you know, whatever your glasses or your phone or something like that, that you won't, don't want to lose. But cause I did lose again. And when I was out there, I got into a spot. I tend to do a lot of, uh, like, uh, combat fishing to get to spots sometimes that maybe people won't go to. <laughs> and I was on my, I was on my hands and knees crawling through some stuff and it, I think I whacked a branch, you know what I mean? But any advice there as far as, has that been a, a struggle for people? It, it can happen. Right. Um, but you know, I, I think with the magnetic connection, it is pretty strong. So yeah, if you treat it like sunglasses, you know, on top of your head, you know, they're there, right. Um, people tend to not lose it, but I I'd say if you're doing some bushwhacking, um, you know, which I've been doing a lot more of as well, I'll just, um, take it off my hat yeah. and just throw it in my pocket till I, yeah. I get to the spot or, um, you know, it can attach to a lanyard as well. Yeah. So you can yeah. just throw it on there. And the sunglasses. But oh yeah, go ahead. I do, well, I, I was just going to add, um, even though it, 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 it can go on a lanyard, the, uh, clip too, like you could put that, uh, on a strap. Right. So, um, I don't know how to describe this. So, so the lid rig is hooked. The nippers are hooked to the lanyard, which is hooked to you but the clip acts as a docking station, right? So rather than have the lanyard dangling off of you, you know, it kind of holds it in, in one place close to you. So that, that'll help. And, and that's a pretty nice feature as well. Are people using the lanyard, like they have it clipped to their hat and then they have the lanyard onto that? No, uh, just, it's probably like your existing lanyard setup, essentially. Yeah, it'd be just off your vest, but then, so if, or let's say you had an old you know, vest or something, so you would have it on the lanyard, then, then you have a, a, it clipped to some other metal piece on your, on your vest or how does that clip? What's it clipped? Well, to? just that the, uh, clip that's in, that it comes with, uh, um, just take that off your hat, put it on your, on your pack or strap or shirt or, yep. There you go. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And it, it'll hold it right there for you. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cause the clip that, that, that you use that clips to your head is, is pretty, uh, you know, it takes a little bit of effort to get on, but you can take it on and off. And, and then it's got a little, uh, a thing on it that, um, is there anything else to the, I do love the diamond plate, by the way, the hook sharpener is another, that's another accessory that you could get separately. Um, that I use all the time. I, I love keeping a sharp hook. And so you guys have that, right? Yeah. Yep. There's a hook owner built into it. Uh, and the, the nipper itself, it's, it's all made out of stainless steel. So, uh, there's no replaceable blades, which is kind of industry standard, I would say. Um, and part of what I just thought didn't make much sense, you know, if, if, uh, you're in the middle of a river and you need to replace a blade, I mean, what good does that do? So, um, just being able to, to give your nippers a new edge, um, when you need it, it, you know, that's, it's huge. Right. And, and it's actually with the, the hook honer, you know, depending on where, where you're fishing, um, you know, barbless hooks are, are required in, uh, some States and, and, uh, so you can just file off barbs as well. Uh, so, so there's, yeah, some fishing game guys have, have been, uh, like in lid rig, just, just for that, they'll, they'll keep it on the hat, you know, come across somebody with a barb and they'll oh, just file it off right there. How do you sharpen your, um, on the nipper? How do you sharpen the clipper there? Yeah, it's, it's, it's treated more like a, like a knife blade. And, uh, so you just, 
you, you shouldn't have to um, just because it is stainless steel and, and it, it's got the black is actually a PVD coating uh, just to strengthen it. So, but uh, yeah, I would just run it uh, along the edge a couple times, uh, top and bottom, um, you know, and maybe on the inside as well. But, you know, it, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. Or you could pinch it together as well and then just uh, rub it across the surface that way. Nice. So, um, yeah, I guess there's, there's probably some other things we're not covering here. I did want to just touch on, like I said, the start, um, you know, Skyler had that question just about, you know, advice. He, he, he was talking about, you know, some advice to someone wanting to get into the fly fishing industry. What, what would you tell Skyler if he came to you and asked you that? Any, any tips since you've kind of, yeah, I mean, you've kind of made it right. You're, you're at that point where you're, you're all in on it. What would you tell him? Yeah. You know, I, I approach it differently i guess than than probably most and again it's it's one thing to have the idea another thing to to execute on it um but i i back into to problems right and that's what i did in the healthcare space before it's you know what what's not working um or what doesn't make sense in, in a system and how do you improve it but can you make money doing it so you know, when you walk into a fly shop and you see, you know, nippers are just a, a crucial component uh, to a setup and people are, are paying over $100 for um, a set of nippers and, and they're all essentially the same, right? I mean, they might have different looks or uh, different colors, that kind of thing, but um, it, they do the same thing. Um so I figured there's got to be an opportunity there revenue-wise, right? So, you know, if if all nippers out there were $10 and and that's it, um, you know, I probably wouldn't have started Lidrig, right? There's just not enough uh, meat on the bone to, to turn it into a business, um, you know, and, and wouldn't necessarily need innovation, if that makes sense. So... Um, and, and I guess the, the crucial part for me, and I'll just give the, I think it's just a cool story. Um, but you know, shoot, this was probably three, four years ago now. Uh, I was up in Aspen filling up my gas tank and I had the very first lid rig on, uh, you know, I made it in my garage and, this guy comes out, clearly just got off the river, older gentleman, and taps me on the shoulder. And he goes, what the hell is on your hat? Uh, so I start showing it to him. And, you know, there's interested. And then there's, it, like, this guy, was he took it off. He was taking a real deep look at it and said, you know, hey, sorry, man, I'd give you one uh, if I could. I just got cleaned out on the way up. But uh, why don't you write down your info for me, and I'll get you one in the mail shake his hand um you know he, he walks off and uh, take a look at his card and it ended up being the ceo of orvis at the time um nice and that that was kind of the the light bulb moment for me uh you know hey i might be onto something here um which then led me to uh take a leap of faith you know throw a little money into making more prototypes uh you know our shop's gonna buy this thing Right. Well, they did. And and then from there, uh, I took a step back, generated all that feedback, really honed in on the product, uh, which took longer than expected. It always it always does. But, uh, you know, and, and here we are today. So, you know, it's a step by step process. You can't there's probably the occasional um, product. Right. That's just changes everything for everybody and and take you can just jump right into it but you know I, i'm a single dad with responsibilities and and you know i had to take uh, a smarter approach to uh, get it to a full-time scenario for me gotcha yeah i mean it sounds like yeah listening to your customers and you know and always uh being able to being open to changing it up right if you have to and I mean, do you feel like with what you have, it sounds like you're also, you know, kind of 
continuing to innovate, not not just on the nippers, but you've got some other products uh, lined out that you're thinking about? Yeah. And, you know, that stemmed from, well, and, and I will say, yeah, being, a, being able to uh, accept criticism if you can't, yeah. don't, don't waste your time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure you've had, you know, we all, you know, the, some, some negative reviews or, or whatever people talk. I mean, how, how do you deal with that stuff? Uh, you know, luckily, so it's it, funny. I mean, they're it, manufacturing, right. Um, and once this thing started getting out there, um, I, there was the one, the version before the one that's out now, uh, actually came with the wrong magnets in it, which were not strong enough, uh, it, which was a total nightmare. You know, it was falling off everybody's hats and, um, you know, it, it's, it was just a bad customer experience. So I had to yank those off the shelf. Um, you know, I took it in the shorts, uh, revenue wise said, but I stayed in touch with everybody everybody that bought one um and, and said you know bear with me totally understand it, you know it's it's not the product uh i want it to be and circled back with everybody got them the new one and you know ever since it's it's been great reviews so um huge customer service component to it all as well how do you keep in touch with your customers i mean what's your yeah, you know, there's a lot of different things you could do, but how do you make sure you're not missing anyone? Is there a, like a, a software you use or like just, you know, how are you keeping track of that? Yeah. So, I mean, Instagram has been pretty vital um, as far as that goes. It, you know, everybody's accessible, um, you know, individuals, companies, shops, right? It, it's, um, so that's huge. But then, you know, just calls and emails, basically, um, you know, direct to people that, that buy stuff, you know, on the website. And, and even it's kind of been fun just to uh, see this thing grow. You know, when I first started out, it was, you know, I was desperate for content, you know, <laughs> the next time you go fish, please, please, please wear a lid rig. And, and, you know, if you catch a fish, send me the picture kind of stuff. Um, nowadays, I, I mean, I'm just reposting all these cool fishermen <laughs> and their awesome adventures and fish that they catch. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it's kind of has its own little culture going i guess you could say when you look at your instagram you basically all those fish you got all these huge fish picks those are all just people that have kind of you're using your stuff and have just reached out and just yep. shared yeah yep yep that's amazing yeah which is which is awesome yeah, yeah i mean that that's cool. to me that's what it's all about so that's cool what, what's the um, um what's the price what, what, price point for that just to grab a pair of your nippers Yep, seventy four ninety nine. Oh yeah, so yeah, and I'm just looking. I was on, um, just looking at kind of comparatively, you know, like Orvis, their um, Orvis nippers are seventy nine, at least that I'm looking, and they look, you know, obviously different than yours. And I'm sure they're a lot different, but um, so yeah, so that's the price point. That seventy five dollar is the upper end price point. People aren't really paying a hundred and fifty dollars for nippers. Uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how many people are there? Some there's, there are some out there in that, in that range. Yeah. Yeah. 150 might be a stretch, but you know, definitely over that hundred dollar mark. Um, you, you know, which hey, to each their own, but, um, you know, what, a, what's why I priced it. I mean, I, I understand the value of uh, a better nipper than fingernails. Right now that I'm I'm in fishing and and do it quite often these days, um, so it's it's like a it's like a beginner rod versus you know uh, my new Scott rod that I got. Um, you, you can just tell um, the the difference in, in a product, but I didn't want to um, overprice it. Um, you know, a lot of that's driven by competition, but it's also um, 
just who I am and what I believe. And, you know, I think making fishing more accessible, I get 74, $75 is, is a lot, uh, to folks. And, you know, I want it to be money well spent. Um, and I think it is, um, because I can stand on, on the quality of the product and, and, you know, it's, it's not just one product, right. It does a lot. Um, and it, it fits, fits your style of fishing. So it, it, it can adapt. You can have it on the boat. You can have it wet waiting, uh, you know, put it on your fly tying desk, wherever, wherever you need it. So. Well, as we take it out of here, uh, let's just think of, you know, again, back to the, you know, this general accessory theme we've been on. Is there, you know, if somebody, again, wants to buy some of this stuff that we've been talking about, is there a, you know, kind of a place you would send them or maybe a resource or a guide or anything? What do you, you know, do you remember what you used when you first got going? Um, yeah, I mean, shoot, send me a, send me a note. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty accessible. Yeah. Um, and happy to help um if it's a specific product you know i i think there are some some good resources out there like we uh we were featured in what was it outdoor canada magazine oh yeah yeah i saw that yeah number or top fly fishing tool for 2021 nice um i know fly lords has some gear guides as Uh well um they're pretty knowledgeable in the space they did a lid rig review as well oh cool um yeah yeah there's there's quite a few of of those out there but you know also send me a an email scott at lidrig.com or you can hit me up on instagram um happy to to make intros or or provide some more info Perfect. Perfect. So, and do you want to just highlight anything we talked about here, you know, that you have upcoming, it sounds like you might have some new products coming. You want to just give it a little snippet, something we could expect. Yeah. Um, I can't say all that much, but I, I think the, <laughs> the, the next product could be, uh, even cooler than the lid rig, honestly. Um, yeah. And, and it's, Again, my approach is, is more, it's, it's in that magnetic vein. I'll say that, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and all these accessories. Yeah. As I say, this is still something you could, uh, people might hang from their vest. Uh, it's actually, it's not going to be vest oriented. So, um, yep. But it, it, uh, pretty much everywhere else. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'll, it'll be a good place for all these accessories and flies and stuff. Do you have a time frame? I mean, yeah, I'm just thinking this thing probably, you know, sometimes these take a few months to get out there. So we'll probably be, you know, later in the, the early fall or something like that. Is this, are you, is this more like in the winter time? Yeah, probably it, it'll probably be a couple months. Um, we're in the process now, uh, prototyping. So hoping to be testing in a couple months. Um, and then we'll hopefully, bring it to market just in time for Christmas. Um, but it, it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm super excited about it uh, and the direction we're going. So, uh, yeah, but I do have the, uh, bracelets, the, the mag magnetic bracelets, which, you know, you can slap on your wrist, you can slap on a boat frame. Um, you know, you can attach it to your, to your vest, your pack, um, those are hot off the press. Um, just got a, a bunch in stock and, you know, I think I'm going to use a lot of that feedback I get from, from that product, um, you know, to, to impact, uh, what I'm working on, uh, down the road as well. So cool. Yeah. And that's like one of those, um, I'm not sure what they're called. Those things that, that, that you have there, they're stiff, but then when you flap them on your wrist, they, they just wrap around it. What, what is the name? I can't even think of that. Do they have a name? Yeah, the uh, the mag wrap. Ma- mag wrap. Uh, okay, mag wrap. T- technically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't worn a watch for years, but it's kind of like you know that that thing you could put on your wrist like a watch, and but the magnetic thing is almost like a mirror too, right? You could literally see yourself. Um, is that, was there any thoughts there to use it? You know, like I mean, you, as a mirror, just to see how good you. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I mean. Totally. 
there's a lot of different uses for it. But flies is one thing, right? It's a magnet, so you could throw your flies on there. That, that you're you cut off a fly, you could toss it on there. Yeah. So if you took that off of the the slap bracelet part and you attach that magnet piece uh, to your vest, right? Then you have a a fly patch, a magnetic fly patch um, to to dry stuff out. You can stash your forceps on it um as well your lid rig obviously so you know and those are in my book if you're a minimalist fisherman forceps nippers and flies and a fly rod right and you're you're in business so um but yeah i need to i'll I'll send you the you got the prototype on on that one i'll send you i'll send you the the real deal to test out for me Awesome, man. And you just you just mentioned it there, forceps, uh, nippers, flies, and fly rod. Literally, when you talk about accessories, we, we kind of made a list here of a bunch of stuff that, that I'll, I'll have in the show notes. But but literally, you just need, I mean, that's at the bottom of the line, you just need those four things to, to fish. Yeah. That's yeah. it. From where I'm sitting. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. I, I mean, maybe a net too, but you, you can you can get away without a net even, uh, if you have to, <laughs> but I'm actually that way. I, I went my literally pretty much my entire life, not using a net. And, uh, just, just recently, the last few years I've been using one and, uh, <laughs> it's one of those funny things because it's, it's obviously once you use it, you're like, damn, this is actually, this is actually pretty nice. Um, I mean, you, you get good at landing fish w- without a net too, but I think for anybody, a net is way better um, for, for the fish for sure. Agreed. Yep. All right, Scott. Hey, give us the, we've been doing on this music track for a while. I've got a little playlist going from guests. So, so do you have a, a, a band or a type of music you like to, so we can throw it in the Spotify? Oh channel? man. I don't know if I could narrow it down. I'm a big reggae guy. Oh, cool. Um, uh, yeah. Reggae and country. Yeah. Uh, kind of give go us back a, and forth. Give us a, uh, give us a, what do you got? Like reggae? What, what would that be? What, is there a name you have there of a, a group <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you got the dirty heads sublime with Rome, um, is pretty good. Um, seen them a couple times yeah, in concert sublime. Uh, yeah. So it's sublime. Uh, and then their lead singer, uh, passed away, but they've inserted this guy, Rome. Oh, wow. Who's just got a killer voice and kind of, they've taken on more of a, Oh, awesome. I guess re- reggae vibe. So sublime but, is uh, still out there. That's good to hear. Right. They were, they were, uh, they were huge a, a while back, but yeah, so they're still going. Yeah. yeah. So, All right. yeah. No, I, yeah. And then shoot on the countryside. I mean, I don't even know. Darius Rucker. Uh, he's got some good stuff. Um, I mean, I, I'm not kidding. I'm all over the place. Yeah, no, it's good. I'll, I'll, I'll just grab, I'll grab one for you. I'll grab something from that. I'll try to find that new or that sublime stuff and throw it in the, I'll put a video in the there show notes go. and uh, yeah, wetflyswing.com slash music. You could listen to the the playlist from you and the other guests from the show. Um, Love it. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. It's, it's been you played fun. on that, that turtle box, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Check out the turtle box. I was going to ask you if you ever work the, uh, the earbuds or do you have ever have any music out there fishing? Is that something you do? You know, I don't, um, you know, no particular reason. Um, I do when I ski, so you think I would do it when I was fishing, but yeah. you know, it's kind of, it's kind of my escape, right? Yeah. It's your meditative const- constantly working and I it's know. just nice to yeah. uh, get out of cell range and <laughs> Hey, the, the, the health tech too, uh, Scott, I just want to check with you because I got a buddy, I've mentioned this before, Jimmy, uh, shout out to remix my fitness. He's, he's in the health space, health tech. He's actually got a podcast. It's called, um, it's a health tech podcast that he does. And, uh, I can't remember the, the exact name, but, um, I mean, you're in that industry, the difference between the health industry, health tech, whatever you're in and now what you're in, is it just like night and day? Night and day. Yeah. It, uh, well, and it was healthcare technology, right? So it was, um, and another reason why I wanted to start Lidrig is it, I've never, worked on a, a physical tangible product. Um, but you know, the, the industries I'm used to, you know, cutthroat 
sales, business deals, you know, deals that take years, right. With hospitals and stuff like that, Yeah, where, you know, this is, you know, I'm, I'm fishing with, you know, awesome people, company owners. I, I mean, it's just, everybody's so friendly and, and willing to help. So it's, it's refreshing, especially in today's world where it's a little crazy out there. Um, you know, just to find a, a genuine group of, of folks that, uh, you know, tend to focus on, on the positive things, <laughs> uh, it, it, night and day though. For a little, sure. A little different. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you're, I mean, I think you are kind of saving lives. So, you know, you can in the fly fishing space as well, but yeah, health tech, obviously you're really saving lives. I mean, you're building stuff. So it's a, a little different there too. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and funny enough. So one of my neighbors, uh, he's a fisherman, but he also does, uh, he's an electrician, commercial electrician and ran into him, uh, yesterday a couple of days ago and he's like yeah man i've been wearing the litterig it's it's phenomenal for snipping a certain type of wire that he deals with i guess oh wow all the time like on the job and i was like huh there you go all right yeah maybe uh Maybe there's applications outside of fishing. Even, Maybe there's so. bigger. Yeah, yeah. And I know you, you've thought about that too. You got the fly fishing space, but you've also got the just the gear fishing space, right? And uh, and there's a big, there's a huge market out there. Maybe even uh, could potentially outside of fishing. I don't even know who else uses nipper. I guess well for toenails, right? We talked about the toenail clippers, right? I mean, do you think? Are you thinking more that this could be you? You expand more out that way, or or do you keep doing more products just for fly fishing? Uh, you know, I think short term is, is fly fishing. Um, it's where I've got traction, right. But I do think, um, I've seen a huge uptick just on the conventional space, um, or, or more specifically kayak fishing. And, you know, some of my products like the mag wrap or these metal decals that you can just, um, stick right to your boat or, or kayak. Uh, I mean, these things are wild. I mean, they're outfitted. They've got GPS things on them. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen ones where, you know, they'll just, you push a button and it'll come float right back to you. Oh, wow. Um, the, the, <laughs> the kayak? Yeah. 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 What is it? I think there's a company, is it Vibe Kayaks? I mean, there's a bunch out there. But, yeah. Yeah. We, we just yeah. had a, um, we just had a Jackson Kayaks, which is a big, kayak company and the they do it like they've been out there a while but yeah we talked about getting a kayak for fly fishing and i was blown away by all the different models they have yeah i will say um the guys over at river rat i uh, just got got my new raft from them but uh you know we're working on uh some stuff as well to kind of better integrate um lid rig kind of that magnetic concept uh and this new product that that's going to be coming out so um you know i think that's probably a space that uh you know i can transition into and you know ultimately it, it and, and fly fishing i haven't um i've really focused on the u.s uh, yeah. for the most part um, although I'm shipping now to Canada, Japan, New Zealand, France, oh, wow. you shoot all, all over the place. So, there you go. um, you know, can work on growing those markets as well. Yeah. You got all sorts of, that's awesome. What about, uh, we, we mentioned this at the very start, I, you know, we're heading out to the Wyoming area. I, we're we're going to be, we're probably going to swing through Yellowstone, you know, and, and hit that a little bit. But did you, you know, if I was hitting like the Cody, Wyoming area, is there anything, any uh, fishing or uh, people that come to mind out in that area? Yeah. Well, Yellowstone, I was up there not too long ago. Um, I can get you, get you in touch with some good, good outfitters there. I haven't, I'll take a look on yeah. the map and report back. Um, I do think there's a property, um, pretty close to there, it, you know, it might be an hour away, but, uh, yeah, uh, um, I'll, I'll circle up, make it, make an intro for you on, on that one. 
I'm doing kind of a family. We're doing a, a road trip out just to, we're going to see some music and stuff, but I wanted to definitely hit some fishing. Um, and you know, my kids are young too, but they're, they're, they're casting the rod and I'd love to, you know, it's more messing around, you know, when they're that age, it's kind of like, we're not serious yeah. to it yet, but, but yeah, if I could uh, find a cool spot, that would be amazing. Well, if you, uh, come on, come on down to Denver, you got a place to stay. Yeah, man. Got yeah. For, got room for the whole fam. Totally. So. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been to Denver. Well, I think we're, uh, we're just kind of built. Well, I heard, I don't know, the COVID thing, obviously we're coming out of, I mean, we're fully out of here, uh, pretty much, but, um, but yeah, you hear these things like there's little, little shots of it, uh, you know, coming up to the surface again. But, um, anyways, I'm not too worried about it. I was just looking at a map here, but, oh yeah. And it, you mentioned COVID, but, uh, yeah, I mean, a couple of months ago, you know, Denver was pretty, pretty strict with all the, the masks regulations and stuff. And I, uh, drove up to Billings, you know, just on my way up to, uh, whitefish in in montana but um stopped in billings and it was like what what's covid right <laughs> you know? so it's just kind of yeah uh, that's right you know i, I think it might be yeah uh yep. pretty open in, in cody no, yeah you're right you're right yeah i wouldn't, wouldn't be worried about it too much that's cool <laughs> right on scott well hey thanks for taking the time today and uh, shedding some light on on the lid rig and you know kind of uh, digging into a little bit of today it'll be fun to keep in touch with you you know moving forward and yeah i'll, I'll help share the word wherever we can so yeah thanks again yeah, i appreciate it hey thank you we'll talk soon dave so there you go if you want to find all the show notes, all links, and everything else we covered today, head over to wetflyswing.com slash 250, 250. We're halfway to our next centennial, our next one. Uh, it's going to be coming quick now that we've been doing two episodes a week uh, for a while now. If we keep that up, we're going to hit that in, uh, uh, well, I guess you could do the math pretty quick. Uh, if you found this podcast helpful, please uh, share it with somebody out there you can head over to your app uh click there's a little button down there and just click share uh, copy that link and uh send an email to somebody just to let them know if, there, if there's somebody out there needs some help um maybe is just getting started and doesn't know what they need um and they want to get some a uh, little background on 10 things they need to get going including these nippers you could do that uh definitely thank you in advance if you had a chance to share it with somebody uh this week before we get out of here, I want to read a quick review uh, on Apple Podcasts. This is from uh, Shedhorn Creek on Apple Podcasts. Shedhorn says, uh, five stars, great podcast. Dave's interviewing skills are awesome. I have been fly fishing for over 50 years, and thanks to this podcast, I'm still learning. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Shedhorn uh, Creek. That's amazing. I appreciate the review. The reviews help other people, uh, other folks out there find the show and help them appreciate uh, some of the value we were providing here. So thanks in advance for that. If you want to leave a rating review, like I said earlier, wetflyswing.com slash love. L-O-V-E will get you there. That is a wrap for the show today. Uh, appreciate you hanging in here and uh, and everything you do for the show. If you want to leave, uh, reach out to me. If you have an idea for an episode or anything else, just uh, send me an email, dave at wetflyswing.com. Or you can just uh, DM me anywhere on wetflyswing on social. And uh, yeah, give me a shout out. I'd love to hear how we're doing. And I uh, will talk to you soon. Maybe see you on the river or maybe online. Thanks for listening to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com. 